Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 124 of the DCL Dude podcast. My name is Wes and I want to start off this show with just a quick favor to ask. If you enjoy the podcast and you haven't done so already, would you please consider leaving a review on iTunes? I am approaching 200 200 reviews over there and it would be really awesome if I could get there by the end of the year. Uh, It's a little thing, but it really goes a long way toward helping the growth of the show and it means a whole lot to me. So thanks in advance uh, for helping me out on that. I really appreciate it. So it's been about two years and seven months since my whole family has been able to cruise together, but as of the date that I'm recording this episode, we are 30 days from getting back on board together, and the excitement is really starting to build for us. We we don't have a, a lot of flexibility in the fall, so we're, we're taking a, a short three-night cruise over Veterans Day weekend uh, next month on The Wish, and then spending a couple nights at Disney World. My uh, my daughter was was so young on her previous cruises that she doesn't even really remember them. We ask her all the time, you know, about certain things, and she she doesn't remember them. So I can't I can't wait to experience uh, cruising with her again. Um, but even my son, who's a, a bit older and has has been on quite a few cruises, only remembers certain things, which <laughs> which breaks my heart because it used to be so familiar for for both of them. But uh, hopefully, starting next month, we'll get back into our, our normal cadence and we'll start to start to build those memories again. I, I really I really can't wait for that. Moving on to some uh, Disney Cruise updates. I, I believe the news about the updated vaccination policies policies uh, broke the day that I released my previous episode. So I, I don't think I mentioned anything about it on that show. Uh, you're probably all aware by now uh, that as of October 14th on The Wish, The Dream, The Fantasy, and The Wonder, COVID-19 vaccinations are no longer required for any cruise passengers. Uh, of course, unvaccinated guests will be required to submit negative test results, which will be taken one to two days before the sale date with the uh, the results of those tests uploaded to Safe Passage. 
Guests who wish to provide proof of vaccination will be exempt from pre-cruise testing, uh, and this policy will be effective for cruises on the Magic beginning October 26th. So definitely pretty significant update to the health and safety protocols there. If you want to read all the details, you can find those on the Disney Cruise Line website at disneycruise.com updates. So as you all know, the state of Florida was rocked pretty hard a couple weeks ago by Hurricane Ian, especially in the Fort Myers area. And my heart really goes out to all the families whose lives have essentially been turned upside down. And I I hope and pray for a quick recovery over there. Uh, It's been really hard to watch, uh, watch the news coverage. As a travel agent, I I get a lot of questions about sailing during the hurricane season, and while it's hard to give advice about what to do, I can confidently say that safety of its cruise passengers is the number one priority for Disney Cruise Line. So while your itinerary might look a little different than what you expected if you happen to be sailing during a hurricane, you can definitely rest assured that you won't be in any significant danger. Uh, On September 26th, the Disney Wish departed on what was supposed to be a four-night Bahamian cruise um, from Port Canaveral. A couple days later, we learned that the Wish would not be returning to Port Canaveral on its scheduled arrival date and that the September 30th cruise, which was going to be a three-night Bahamian cruise, would be canceled due to the hurricane. You all know my friend Chris. He uh, was a guest on the show, I think, a little, just a little over a month ago, but he was on board for uh, on board the Wish during Hurricane Ian, and his cruise got extended a couple days. So I wanted to have him on and share some of his stories about being on a Disney cruise during a hurricane. This was also his first cruise on the Wish, uh, so I'm interested to hear his thoughts about uh, about the new ship. So Chris, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again, Wes. Good to be here. Of course. My pleasure. Um, so I think just to get started, we, you and I had you know, had a little back and forth before you left for your cruise. I think you were sort of on the fence about whether you even wanted to go on this cruise because of all the kind of uncertainty about it. Is that right? Correct. The, you know, the hurricane was kind of looming in the back of my mind, and we had some stuff going on at home, too. It wasn't the best time for us to leave, and I kind of left it up to my wife. Are you sure you want to go? And the Saturday night, the storm had moved west, so it kind of looked better. And by the time we landed in Florida on Sunday afternoon, the storm had moved back east. So. Yeah, and and I think did you all, did you originally have a post cruise visit to Disney World planned? We did. So like the first time in a long time, I was like, we don't have to get off the ship and go straight to the airport. It can be a leisurely morning. We're gonna go check into our hotel and we're gonna go to Disney World for the day. And then fly home the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have a, a tour planned for Disney World that for that day you were going to be there? Yeah, we had a VIP tour book. So I'm yeah. kind of bummed that we didn't get to do that. And I wanted to go ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And so, yeah, I uh, missed out on oh, that. Oh, because you haven't done that yet, right? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely something worth doing. Um, so what was your original cruise itinerary? So it was, it was a four-night that we had, you know, Get on the ship on Monday. Tuesday was supposed to be Nassau. Wednesday was going to be Castaway. 
Um, Thursday is going to be a day at sea, and Friday return to port. Awesome! I I'm I'm actually very impressed that you remembered them in that order. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> I can never do that after uh, after we go on our cruise. But so that's like the perfect itinerary, right? Because you you get you do Nassau first, get that out of the way, then you have Castaway Key, and then you end with a sea day. And that's you know that's what I always say is sort of the ideal four night uh, itinerary because you have that extra day to just kind of. Um, you know, wind down, pack up, things like that. So this being your first cruise on the wish, I have been dying to hear your thoughts on the wish and, you know, just what you thought about the new ship. So the, the ship is beautiful. Um, there's a lot of places you can find where things aren't quite finished quite right. I think they kind of rush a lot of stuff, yeah. but overall it's a beautiful ship. But there's just some weird things on it. It's like it just makes you <laughs> yeah. like go, why would they do this? It's yeah. the like the elevator banks. I the two elevator banks, I get that. I think it works fine. The trouble is all the concierge rooms are on most of them are on twelve and thirteen. There's only a couple elevators that go up that high. And so the the buttons should be separated because most of the time we had to go to eleven, get off and take another elevator. It just yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. And the same thing if you're trying to go to Palo. It, you had to go to deck 12, and most of the village went with the deck 11. <laughs> so if you get to deck 11, it's like, okay, we could walk up one flight of stairs. There's no stairs here. You have to go out on the pool deck. So the first time we tried it, it's like, you know, windy and like rainy, and we're going, it's like, this is not going to work. So we had to take a second elevator up. And, it's, and then when you go to Palo, it's like there's these random doors that have no markings <laughs> on them. I'm like, I guess it's back here. Yeah. And it's the some of the only doors on the ship don't have automatic openers. And it's like twice we came upon someone who was stuck there in a wheelchair that couldn't get the door. Oh, open. wow. Ooh. And I'm like, how could they do this? Yeah. And a lot, and a, like on deck three, you get off the elevators and you go down these narrow corridors trying to get to the grand hall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like on celebrity edge, which was built four or five years ago. And I was envisioning Disney kind of following a lot of that with a lot of more wide open type hallways mm. and stuff. I mean, the hallway that snakes to go to Palo is like you get off the elevator, you make a right, go down a hallway through those doors, make a left, go down a hallway, make a right, and then you make another left. It's like it's just odd. Yeah, but I, it, so I, I think that seems to be the most common kind of criticism about the wish is just just the flow and kind of the layout. It's it just like you said, there are a lot of places that just don't make a lot of sense and you know you sort of scratch your head and wonder <laughs> wonder how things ended up that way um and and the dining rooms 1923 the tables are so close together yeah i mean i thought Arendelle's yeah, not much better yeah in all the state rooms the dining rooms are or, <laughs> state rooms in all the main dining restaurants the uh the tables are very close together which um you know i it, it, it it's gonna take some getting used to for sure but and my yeah, and my ahead. biggest gripe, and we all know this, there's no jogging path. Oh, that's right. Yes, I know. Yes, you are a, a big jogger on your on your Disney cruises. You you make a lot of use of those those deck four that deck four um, jogging track. <laughs> so yeah, I had to go deck five six <laughs> down to five. I think my my thirty minute run was like four hundred steps up and down or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't even go the full way around the ship. No, it's <laughs> yep. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, you are a very seasoned cruiser. So I, I guess beyond 
beyond those type things that, you know, that sort of were quirky or whatever, what did you just think of kind of the, you know, the layout and how they position things being so different from the other ships, you know, the theming being kind of very different from the other ships. Like, I guess where, how would you compare it to, you know, to the other ships in the fleet? Like, what would you, what are your thoughts on kind of the main differences between the, between the, the, the other ones? Ah, to me, it looks like a, any random ship and they put Disney theming in it. Sure. And it's, I mean, don't get, our, we, our room was beautiful, yeah. but it was a very, I want to ask you, you about know, that one next. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's just, and part of the problem for me, just trying to get used to the layout it's like when I've gone on other ships, you know, Celebrity or Royal, in your mind, you know it's a different ship. So right away, you kind of get your chart learning a different layout. Yeah. On this one, you're so used to, you know, going around the corner and this being here on a Disney ship. And it took me a couple extra days just to get used to the layout. Yeah. I mean, the Grand Hall was beautiful. Mm. Um, I just, I the stores, were, you know, all on different floors was kind of weird to me. Yeah. The not having one adult area was kind of weird to me. I mean, I just some of that stuff I just don't get. Yeah, I just, sure. Yep. But I mean, everything on it was beautiful. I mean, it's just you know a, a lot of marble and stuff like that. It's yeah. just a gorgeous ship. Definitely. Yep. So you mentioned your stateroom. Um, can you first of all tell tell us which stateroom you stayed in, and then kind of describe the layout if you can. So we had um, thirteen thousand Royal Street Royal Suite, which was the Princess Aurora. Princess Aurora, because the other one is the, the Briar Rose. Briar Rose, yeah. yes. So it's a it's a two story stateroom, and when you, you open the door and you walk in, you kind of go to the left, and you have a, a kitchen area to the right with a full size refrigerator, and a spiral staircase to your left, and then a little family room behind the spiral staircase. A dining room kind of behind the kitchen. And then off of the dining room is the second bedroom, which has a queen bed in it and has its own bathroom with shower, walk-in closet. And then you go up the spiral staircase, which is a very tight, <laughs> with short-step staircase. And you go up to the master bedroom and it's just, a, you know, it's got floor-to-ceiling glass in there. It's just a stunning view from the master bedroom. Yeah. And off the master bedroom, you have a hallway with a, like a, it's like a walk-through closet to the master bathroom, which has, you know, floor-to-ceiling glass, a soaking tub there, a huge shower, and the glass is frosted with a switch so you can turn it off and on for mm-hmm. privacy. Yeah. So the, the room is a gorgeous room. It's just beautiful. You left but out maybe the best part of it, though. The, the, I haven't got the deck. Oh, okay. We haven't gotten there. All right, gotcha. So, so you walk out past the dining room table and you have the deck with your own hot tub. Yep. Which is a little smaller than the, the Royal Suite decks on the oh, Fantasy really? and the Dream. Just a little bit. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but it doesn't really affect anything. And then you're the partition. So, so the two Royal Suites are positioned on either side of the concierge sun deck. And so you have a private entrance to the sun deck. That's cool. They leave you a key for the partition. Yeah. Really cool. So it's, it's super cool. So the room is beautiful, but it's not for someone with little kids. Mm. It, and I don't think it'd be for older people either. It is, the stairs are, 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 are tight and kind of – I mean, trying to carry a suitcase down there is kind of a chore. Mm. And there's a lot of – I mean, it's beautiful. There's a lot of marble and tile in this room. But it's also a lot of sharp edges. Sure, yeah. 
Huh. So it's very similar to when I was on the Celebrity Edge, that room. I remember telling you then, yeah, that room is not for someone with little kids. Yeah, and that's right. I feel the same same way for this room. I okay. mean, that stairway or the baseboards with the sharp corners, yeah. Huh. So um, it, I, you're right. It is a, a very impressive stateroom um, suite, whatever you want to call it. And I, I got to tour – Actually, that exact room uh, when I was on board. And I think I have some pictures and videos of it on my social media accounts, but very impressive. Uh, I mean, it's a very elegant room. It's, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, you have like a nice suite in Vegas or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, and very I, elegant and upscale. And I remember you telling me, I think it was Celebrity, um, the Celebrity Edge, the state room that you stayed in. You said that was sort of, you know, the 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 nicest room you've ever stayed in how does this stateroom compare to you know all the other ones that you've stayed in on you know any any cruise line any disney ship so the celebrity edge iconic suite is still nicer okay this is number two though nicest of any disney room i've ever been in it's just gorgeous yeah okay the the, the next nicest disney room would be the wonder the royal suite on the wonder Because they've updated it, and when they updated it, I think they were kind of testing out color palettes for the Wish because okay. it's it's very similar to this room. Interesting. All right. I mean, if that Wonder Room was, it could be connected to this room, and it wouldn't skip a beat. Oh wow! Yeah, that's how much it reminds okay. me of it. So the Wonder though doesn't have the private hot tub on the deck, right? No, it's got the long skinny deck. Yep. Unfortunately. Okay. So you talked about the uh, the. Stateroom being adjacent to the new concierge lounge, what did you think of the new concierge lounge and kind of talk about how it's different from the other ships? So it's probably three times the size of the Dream and Fantasy. Yeah, and that's huge. not including the outside area. So it's a very, you know, same thing, a very modern area. Um, has you, you go in, there's the, like a stand where the host would be. And behind that, it's like a staircase that would go up to the deck 13 where our room is at. And then behind that staircase is where like the food would be. And they have like an actual bar you can sit at. Maybe about seven or eight people can sit at the bar. And they have several like servers in there throughout when the hours when they're serving drinks and food. And you can order, there's a little menu for hot food. They'll bring you your drinks. And then outside directly that area, there's a little, a little area to go outside, like a sun deck area. And right above it is the actual sun deck. It's got a couple hot tubs. And like I want to call it like a splash pool. It's like a foot deep mm-hmm. with like a bench on the back where water runs down it. To me, they should have done one hot tub and more another pool. Mm. So it's a, it's a beautiful area. Yeah. And is, is there that, a bar outside on the deck? Yes, there is a bar yeah. outside too. It's a nice little bar. But being that there's, you know, twice as many concierge rooms, it seems like there's always a crowd in there compared oh, yeah. to other ships when you can walk in sometimes might be two or three people in there. Interesting. Okay. And then just compared with the other ships, I, I, I don't know if I've ever been in a concierge lounge on any of the other ships. Um, I don't believe they are two story lounges. Is that right? So on the, on the wonder, it's actually a two story lounge with oh, the okay. outside part up above. Yep. And the magic is single story, and then Dream and Fantasy actually have a separate sun deck up above. But it's kind of so disconnected, kind of feeling on those ships. It's like kind of a narrow, generic stairway to get up to that sun deck. It doesn't feel the same. Uh huh. Okay. And do the other ships have outdoor bar areas? No, they don't. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. So, would you say you liked this, you know, new concierge lounge better than uh, better than than the other ships? 
I think I actually like the one on the Wonder better still. Wow, okay. And to, to me, the one on the Wonder is it's this awesome lounge, and it's kind of a little smaller. This feels more comfortable in there. I don't know. It's kind of yep. – this is my personal opinion. Yeah. I think most people would think this one's better, but I think I like the one on the Wonder better. Interesting, okay. Now, which of the main dining restaurants did you eat in? We ate in Arendelle and in 1923. Okay, you skipped Marvel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the uh, Arendelle show? Um, I I thought it was fine. Yeah. To be honest with you, that's right when the captain announced our problems with our sailing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I kind of was you know checked out a little for a distracted. Minute, but, yeah. But my wife really enjoyed the show, and the, we enjoyed the restaurant. Uh huh. Did you have during the show? Was there a animatronic Olaf that nope. went around? Really? Olaf is, is MIA and it hasn't been working, I heard, for like four or five sailings before mine. Wow, I wonder what's going on there. Because, you know, he came around when we were on the ship and I thought he was a great addition to the whole experience. Um, and it, I don't know, I sort of feel like without him, it's it's sort of a, an incomplete show. So I, I'm, I'm wondering what's going on with Olaf. I, I have to... Uh, uh, you didn't get any insider information on. What, I, I just heard it was. Olaf. I just I just heard it was broken, oh, and okay. I knew about it, so I was expecting it. So I was kind of disappointed. Where Lisa didn't know about it, so she didn't know the difference. Right? Yeah, right. But I was kind of bummed. I'm like, how do they not have that already? Mm, yeah, I have to see if I can find out what's going on there. Uh, what about 1923? What? It, so I guess just in terms of. You know, I know that the dining rooms can feel a little bit crowded, and and you know tables are close together stuff like that but just what about like the layout of 1923 the atmosphere the the you know the artwork, you know, the drawings and the, and the artwork the and the, the sculptures and all that stuff that they have in there so i thought all that stuff is super cool yeah and i like how it's like separate kind of dining rooms it kind of gives it a more yeah oh yes know, i like that a lot feeling. Yeah. but there's like each one of those dining rooms needs to remove two or three tables the problem it's it's yeah in 1923, I don't think we were a foot away from a table on either side of us. Yeah, that's right. It was just packed well, in there. I mean, they, it was a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I actually when I talked to uh, Theron Skies, the the former Imagineer, uh, a couple shows ago, he was saying how the two dining rooms, even though they're split now, they're the same size as the other restaurants, so they s- seat the same amount of people, but. Now there's a uh, a corridor or a walking yeah you got too many walls that goes yeah that goes in between the two so that's much less space that you know would normally be used for seating or whatever so they had to they had to cram more more tables into a smaller space is what it seems like um, but what do you think about the food in the two main dining main dining restaurants that you uh, that you ate in well in Arendelle nothing on the menu looked good at all oh really. So I had everything from 1923 that night. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> which was good. Yeah. So, and the food in 1923 I thought was good. So. Okay. Well, it's interesting you say that because I actually thought Arendelle was the best meal that I had when uh, when we were on. And I, I forget what exactly what I had. So but. I looked at the menu like another night and there was more things on there. I'm like, oh, I think I would like that. Just happened the night oh, we were there. Oh, interesting. Okay. There wasn't anything that really jumped out at me. Yeah. It was like... There's stuff I was like, okay, I can eat that. I'd be fine with it. But I was like, why? I'd rather just get what I want from 1923. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I I know you did not eat in Enchante, right? No, we had reservations. 
I looked at the menu. I'm like, I can eat that. And I'll eat that. That's fine. I told, and Lisa likes French inspired food. And mm. I'm like, she's like, you know, there's nothing that really sounds great to me. So I'm like, okay, we we won't we'll eat Palo one more night then. That's fine with me. Sure. And did you eat in Palo, or did you have it all delivered to the room every time? We ate in Palo um, four five uh, four nights. Oh wow! And yeah, <laughs> and one brunch. Okay. So what do you, what do you think of the new? Because it's a you know it's Palo Steakhouse now. It's it's different than kind of the other other restaurants did did it feel different i mean did it look different what what were your thoughts on kind of the new and improved Palo steakhouse it so it, you know obviously it looks different when you walk in the, the first seats are those booths and it's like this almost looks like you're at outback steakhouse <laughs> when you're the first section you walk through it's like really it's yeah it's kind of i don't know it's i don't know then the middle section of the restaurant is kind of they have tables along the window, booze on the back, and the tables in the center. And it's kind of those are kind of crowded in there. Mm-hmm. Then the back sections where we sat and we had a booth every night, and it's kind of like on the dream of the fantasy, the back section of it where it has those half circle booths. Oh, yep. And I loved that. I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah. You know, and it's that felt like power to me. The first section was like really like really this is kind of cheesy. <laughs> okay. And was the menu different, or was it the a similar menu as what you get on the other? Uh, on so they kind of updated the other menus a little bit. So the menu was pretty similar. It did have the wagyu steaks on it, where the other ships don't. Otherwise, I think the menu was pretty much the same. Okay, and I mean, was the was the meal that you ha- was the food that you had in Palo? Was it was it up to par? Was it what you would normally expect from a, from a Palo restaurant? Everything was outstanding. Awesome. It was. It's just as good or better. So, and I, okay. I tried to have a different steak every night. So I tried a couple different steaks, and everything was delicious. Awesome. And, and what about spa treatments? Did uh, did you and Lisa spend any time in the spa? Yeah, we did a. I think it's called the Couple's Choice. It's the one where on the classic ships and the other and all of the ships where it has like the hot tub where you look out at the ocean when you're in the hot tub part. This one's like an interior section, so the hot tub is like just in a room with no windows. Oh, weird. I mean, it's a beautifully appointed room. It's very, you know, relaxing. But so that was kind of a different, you know, thing. I, you know, we've done the other one like in Alaska and Mediterranean, and you have these beautiful, gorgeous views, right? This right. one is like, and the one we did, they also have these new massage beds. Like one's on an air pillow type thing, and one's like on a water bed type thing. We did oh. the water bed one. Okay, how was that? So the mat- Honestly, it wasn't much different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so, but we had it. It was a great massage, and you know, I think that's like a two and a half hour treatment. By the time you, they get in, they get you, and you go in the hot tub for like a half an hour or so. Then they do your treatment. Then they give you like tea and fruit afterwards and stuff. Okay. And then one other day, we just did a ninety minute massage or seventy five minute massage. Awesome. And what what did you think about just the 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 spa itself? The you know, it's much larger on the Wish than it is on the other ships, and it's. I don't know. It just—it's got a, a different feel. Now there's an outdoor area to it. I mean, what, what were your thoughts on just kind of the the new, the new look of the of Census Spa? Yeah, it, it was massive. It's like it's like we're going down this hallway, turn down this hall. I was lost in there, but the <laughs> yeah. the outside, you know, rainforest room part is beautiful, mm. and the rainforest room was super cool. Did you go? Did you go in into the rainforest room? Just we didn't use it. They just took us in there like okay. before one of our treatments or something. Yep. And they're trying to they're trying to upsell us on buying the pass for the day or whatever. And it's 
I was actually going to do it, and then it just just never did. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about the lounges? Did you spend time in any of the lounges outside of the concierge <laughs> lounge? <laughs> so we went to the the Star Wars. I can't think of what it's the called. The Hyperspace now. Lounge. Hyperspace Lounge. Okay. So what did you think Just of that? To, and so I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And after about five minutes, I was like, okay, this is, it was kind of, I don't know, fun to do once. When we go back with the kids, I'll take my son in there one day, let him see it. But it was kind of a one and done for us. Yeah, I, I, that's sort of how it was for me, too. I, I just, I, I was a little bit surprised how small it actually is, you know, once you're inside there. Um, and I didn't think the drinks were all that, uh, like, original or you know, they weren't, they just, I, I feel all, like they they're could. They're all very sweet drinks, yeah. very, you know, and it, it was cool to do it once, you know. Yeah. What about getting access to the hyperspace lounge? How did you? How did you get? Did you have a reservation, or or was it something else? No. So I, in fact, I was texting you, and we're in the terminal, saying, "I can't find it on the app. How do you get a reservation for it?" Well, the cruise before us is when they stopped doing the reservation thing. And our first sea day, we poked our head in there, and we could have sat and had a drink. And I think it was maybe three thirty or four. They're about half full, and we ended up going. I think the second sea day, and the same thing. We just walked in there. There were three or four tables available, some spots at the bar available, sat down, had our drinks, spent about 30 minutes in there. So, you know, I don't know how it was in the evenings, like before yeah. main dining or anything, but in the afternoon on a sea day, it wasn't really that busy. So you, you just showed up and, and were able to just sit down because there was an available seat. There wasn't any, you didn't have to, you know, sign up in advance or check in or anything like that. It just, it was just, you know, first, first come, first com- served. First come, first served. Yep. And, when we poked our head in, there was nobody in there. So yeah. I meant to poke my head in like in the evening one night, and I just forgot. I wonder if they went to that because they weren't seeing reservations the way that they thought that they might. I, You know, it's it's interesting that you say there was so much availability because even on like the uh, preview cruise that we went on, they, it was full like the entire time it was you know we had people like lined up down the halls trying to make reservations so i wonder what you know what caused the change i think now the cruises have settled in and not every blogger and vlogger is on the sailing it's part of it to be honest with you good point you know and it's like and the drinks are expensive in there so maybe everyone doesn't want to go spend i mean i think our two drinks were like 45 bucks or something with yeah. a tip and everything so yeah. it wasn't like it was it was expensive yeah definitely uh, so aside from the hyperspace lounge, any any of the other lounges I get a drink or just spend yeah, the, some time in? The Rose, we go in there before dinner. It's a, it's a beautiful bar. Mm. And the Bayou, too, we liked it. And how about the fireworks show? Did you attend the new fireworks show? So we attended about the last two or three minutes of it. I was so mad because we were in Palo, and our server was just like, so slow every <laughs> night and i'm like we just want to get going here and the one night i'm trying to get out of there early it's just taking forever and we finally pay and get out of there i'm like i wanted to see this new show i've heard so much great things about it and we got out there at the fireworks we saw about the last two minutes of it it was a great show yeah but then the you know the rock music part of it it was kind of over and they're playing more kind of like dance music after oh, that we really? stayed around for about 20 20 minutes or so but i was kind of bummed i really wanted to yeah there was there was no reason we could have got out of that restaurant like thirty minutes earlier. Sure. I was like really bummed. The the live rock band is is just a a really 
well done addition or upgrade to the fireworks show. It's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun actually. Yeah, we saw like thirty seconds of that. I yeah. think, and I was like, I that's what I wanted to see. Right, right. But the fireworks are great. I, I love the the you know the double launch points and and you know it almost feels like they have better fireworks now too they're a little bit more impressive they have a little more pop it feels like yeah they were it was, they were great fireworks yeah. compared to the last time i saw fireworks was a new year's and it was literally like a two minute and 30 second show if that long right yeah because yeah. we didn't get them in Mediterranean, and we didn't get them in alaska and we didn't get them in oh that's right yeah maybe we did get them in uh new orleans sailing i don't remember now but mm. yeah okay what about the Aquamouse? Did you get to try the Aquamouse? No, because Lisa didn't want to do it, so I figured I'd just wait till Nicholas was on board oh, me okay. for Thanksgiving. Yep, yep, okay. All right, so we kind of recapped your experience, uh, you know, getting acclimated with the Wish, different the venues that you got to uh, try out. Um, so when was it that you found out that your cruise would be extended? So I, I know you said you were in Arendelle having dinner, but when did you, you know, find out what, what, what at what point in your cruise was, uh, was that? So it started off on embark day about two o'clock in the afternoon. The captain came on in the rooms, you know, in rooms and public areas, right. Saying that they anticipating arriving the Port Canaveral late on Friday. If you have a, flight earlier than three o'clock in the afternoon you, they want you to change to a later flight and that was the and day I, you were supposed to get back anyway right it was yeah. friday yep okay. yeah yeah and so i think we stayed in port a little longer so people could use their sales service change flights or whatever so that was that the next morning tuesday morning wake up in nassau it's a beautiful and there was a, so that night sailing up port canaveral we had a little rough seas and the captain said because we you know we're the outer edge of the hurricane it was basically straight across Florida from us, like 300 miles or something at that time. Seas were a little rough. Next morning, we wake up in Nassau. It was a beautiful sunny day, and we, we had an excursion actually at um, Atlantis. Oh, I want to ask you about that, actually, if, if you don't mind just pausing for a second. Because like, we, we're actually going on a cruise next month, and that's one of the um, excursions that we're, we're thinking about. What, what are your thoughts on the... Uh, what's it called? The Aqua Aqua Adventure Aqua Aqua, Aqua Adventure, and yeah. I can't remember if it's one hundred and seventy nine dollars a person. It's definitely not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. Um. So we had the Aqua Adventure, and we also ran the Cabana too. Mm-hmm. And we really enjoyed it. Um. It, there won't rain showers most of the day, but there's kids, the other kids there from the cruise ship, and just kids there just having a blast, you know, in the lazy river and the pools, going down the slides. And so I think if you have kids, it's it's kind of a fun, different thing to do. Mm. They, you know, they, they take you directly there and directly back. It's pretty yep. simple. So, but it's not cheap. You know, right. I, we're going for Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, all four of us go plus a cabana. I'm looking at like 1300 bucks now. I'm like, do we really, I'm going to make sure the kids really want to do this before I spend that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think I saw online that it ends at like two 30 or something in the afternoon. Did you feel like. You had enough time there, or we had at least six hours there. Okay. Um, I want to say the first bus left at three, and then they the last one left at three thirty. Maybe they had like little those little buses that kept making yep. round trips kind yep. of deal. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Cool. Thanks for that. So sorry. Back to uh, no my original question. So it was you know decent weather that day. Just some rain showers. Sailing out of Nassau was just a gorgeous. The ocean was super calm, 
And I'm like, okay, hopefully the hurricane's far enough away from us now and we're good. So that night during dinner, we just sat down. They're taking our order, and then the captain comes on. And he starts talking. Everyone gets, gets super quiet in there. And he says, we're anticipating going back to – we're not going to make it back on Friday. It's going to be Saturday or Sunday. And at that point, 99% of the people in that dining room start cheering <laughs> yeah. like their team won the Super Bowl. <laughs> the people next to us were doing a back-to-back. And they're excited because they just got their money back on their second part, plus yeah. a 25% future cruise credit, and got to stay on the ship for two more nights. And he said Saturday or Sunday, and I'm immediately thinking, the fantasy's got to come back Saturday. How are they going to work this? Yeah, We're not coming back till Sunday. And this is where my frustration kind of kicked in. I understand that at this point the hurricane hadn't hit Port Canaveral yet, so they don't know what's going on. I get that, right? But at this point, I think Disney's Cruise Line should have said, okay, let's plan on Sunday, and let's go to Cosmel, let's go to St. Thomas, let's go to Puerto Rico, let's go in somewhere and do something. Yeah. I would have been so much happier, but they just say Saturday or Sunday, okay, have a good night. So then it was all day Wednesday, we, have, we had a sea day Wednesday, weather was, it was, it was sunny but pretty windy. But not horrible. And it was Wednesday about 5 o'clock. And we were getting a couple's choice massage. We'd been there since like 3 o'clock, I think. And I get a text. Was when we are done getting our stuff, I grab my phone. I see a text. Did you hear the captain's announcement from a friend that was on board? And I said, no, what was it? And it says, going back Sunday, castaway Saturday. So I was like, okay, we have a plan now at least. Yeah. But we still went somewhere and could still with the castaway on, on Saturday, right? Yeah. So I was a little frustrated with that. And at that point, they had opened the internet up for everybody so they could rearrange flights and everything. So the internet went from was pretty decent to where it didn't even work at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to go to the concierge lounge and use their laptop on a different internet to actually change my flights. Oh, wow. Because you it couldn't get so it to bad. work on... Uh, no, oh. I, could, I could scroll Twitter a little bit. I could post up on Twitter and see replies, and I could text message my son at home. And that was about all I could do on the internet. Wow. So you had the original announcement while you were at dinner um, that we don't – it's not going to be Friday, maybe Saturday or Sunday. And then 20 hours later is when they said, this is what we're doing. Okay. And then that was that kind of it as far as communications go? Like this is this is the plan now and, and you know, there's no other – other communication like did they leave did they leave things on your bed at night or no okay nothing nothing like that it was just those communications and backtracking a little bit wednesday morning we we're supposed to go to castaway and i woke up and i could feel the ship thrusters and it it was shaking our room like you wouldn't believe and i look out the window i'm like we're half mile from castaway well the captain was trying to hold the position of the ship to see if he could hold it out in the sea before he even tried to go to the dock and he couldn't mm. so castaway was scrapped on wednesday so it kind of was like now you're bummed because we're supposed to go to Castaway that day. That's not happening. Oh, we have no right. idea when we're getting off the ship, what we're doing. So it wasn't until later that day when we finally had a plan of what we were doing and we could make arrangements. I had forgotten that you were supposed to go to Castaway Key and didn't uh, that day. Uh, and it worked out for the better because it was been a pretty – it was six-foot waves and like 30-mile-an-hour winds. Wow. It was not – nice outside so we immediately sailed to the is it the abaco outside the abaco mm -hmm. islands there and it was just beautiful calm sea sunny we had a beautiful day at sea after we did that wow okay so 
what what i i know the answer to this but if you share share with everyone else what were your thoughts about you know kind of getting extra extra days extra extra time on board extra time in the you know the the two-story royal suite i had very mixed emotions about it most people have been very excited because you have this awesome room you get two free nights in it i had a commitment at home on saturday night that i need to be at and so that was kind of a problem and we had some other commitments at home that had my wife stressed a little bit. Even when we, we ended up getting home a day later, but it was kind of stressful for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. It's and so it was it was stressful. And, and we had a beautiful room, but I would much rather have just done our regular itinerary and got off the ship on Friday. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I mean it, it's funny because when you hear about free nights on a Disney cruise, you're just automatically for someone who's not sailing, you're like, oh, that's that's amazing, but. There are other things in life that are going on, and you know it's it doesn't always work out for everyone, you know, the same way that it does. And I think you know most people were excited. And if I lived in Florida and didn't have to deal with a flight, and my whole family was on the cruise, I'd probably been excited. Yeah. But it's like you know I had other things going on, and it was just it was kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And your kids weren't with you. I mean, that's that's and a good I, point. I talked yeah. to I was talking to someone. They were missing a, a, their niece's wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And so, yeah, they were really upset because yeah. they wanted to be at this wedding. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, and as you know, I originally was doing a back-to-back with the first leg being. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. <laughs> and after doing the COVID back-to-back experience for New Year's, which is so stressful, yeah. I didn't want to do it. And I remember texting you the first part of September. Now they dropped the COVID protocols for the back-to-back. <laughs> I guess I should have kept it. Yep. I am so glad I was not on that ship for nine nights. <laughs> yes. Uh, or ten nights, right, actually. Yeah, right, I, right. So what did your itinerary end up being? It was... So it was Nassau, day at sea, day at sea, day at sea, castaway, debark Sunday. Oh, man. I literally saw Atlantis like from the distance like six or seven times. We were just making circles. Yep. It's like that's where the part where it's like they should have took us somewhere. They mm-hmm. had plenty of time. Right. Lots of sea days there. We could have gone to Cozumel. We could have gone, you know, St. Top somewhere. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that would have made sense. Did you did you ever have like bad weather or was it did it ever feel like you were, you know, there was a, a major hurricane going on somewhere, you uh, know, somewhere close by? Just sailing out that first night, sailing out, it was pretty windy and rough. And then on Wednesday, which should have been castaway, the, the weather there was just horrible. And I, I don't even think it really had to do much with the hurricane. Like the hurricane was already pretty far away by sure, then. But, yeah. And we like we sailed out to the Atlantic, and we had beautiful weather, and we had mm-hmm. good weather from then on out. Our day at Castaway is probably one of the nicest days we've ever had there. Oh wow! Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you about. I, I think you said the the seas were some of the calmest you'd ever seen. Oh yeah, the water was like it was like a, a lake at home. It was like glass. It wow. was just smooth. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, you, you hardly ever see that. No, it was it was. I think our nicest day at Castaway. That's awesome. Because I mean, even when the ship is able to dock, you 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 still get. It still gets pretty windy on that island, you know. Oh yeah, they always cancel the the parasailing and the jet skis. Yeah, right. It canceled like 60, yep. 70 percent of the time, yep. right? Yeah. But you had a, a a nice day on Castaway Key. Um, did you eat at Cookies or Cookies Two? Um, we ate at Cookies Two. Okay, and did they have the spicy chicken sandwich? No, they didn't. Ugh. <laughs> they haven't brought <laughs> they that back a, yet. 
They had a, the hamburger, <laughs> hot dog, and like a pulled pork sandwich. Yes. The pulled pork and sandwich I, I had was pretty good. I had a hamburger and some of the ribs, and the ribs are the best I've ever had what? there. Really? Yeah, I was like, you know, you know what's usually funny? Usually I get a rib and like eat a couple bites. It's not that great. <laughs> These looked really good, so I took a couple. And they were good. They were delicious. Like, at least I ate like half of hers. I even stole her half. Wow. So you know what's funny? I have never had the ribs at castaway key because for for the reason you just said I, i'm always just like there's no way these could be any good so i've never uh never actually tried them but uh maybe i'll, I'll have to take a look at them next time and see how they look oh and then you also sent me a picture of the ice cream cookie sandwich that you got so, <laughs> that uh, was good yeah <laughs> and the ice cream's back to self-service there yeah yeah that's awesome uh was it what, what was the temperature there do you remember was it really hot no, it's about 83, I think, okay. 84. The day we were there this summer, it was probably close to 100 degrees, and you put the ice cream on, on this cookie, and it just immediately melted. So it, it was uh, a little bit of a challenge to eat it, but we managed. So uh, the last thing I want to ask you about, or I want you to tell us about, is your debarkation story, because <laughs> I can't believe that you made it to the plane <laughs> in time <laughs> so originally our flight was on saturday after coming from disney world and we had a 906 direct flight to san francisco from orlando but you would have so, been coming from disney world did, yeah, yeah so yeah. i can control you, you would have had I, to get off a ship and yeah. no, i can control my environment <laughs> and so i moved that flight to that that same flight and i'm like if i can get off the ship at seven i could make this because i've gotten off the ship and <laughs> Seen this flight leave, like I could like could have made this flight before. Well, I'm waiting for my flight that has like a connection, right? Like an hour later, right? And so, I actually had a backup flight too on American, though a refundable flight. So in the afternoon, so I talked to the concierge and said I need to be the first guy off the ship. So they they came to the room at six fifty five and got us. We went down there. We're in the grand hall. The doors are still shut, and it's like seven oh one. And I'm like, oh man! And it's just like seven oh five, seven ten, seven fifteen, and the concierge host goes, "I'm gonna go see what's going on." And came back. They're waiting for clear customs, which is basically just paperwork, right? Right. Seven seventeen. They open the doors. We're the first people off the ship. We got in our car and we had this driver for twelve years now. And I'm like, I need to get to the airport as fast as we can. Somehow we were checking our bags at eight oh one. Uh, is crazy, but if but if I didn't have clear and TSA pre-check, I wouldn't have made the flight. Yeah, because yeah. it was thirty. It was a thirty-five minute wait for regular TSA, and literally, I think we were through in four and a half, five minutes from them, you know, scanning me and going through the the belt, putting our stuff in the metal detector, and we were out of there. We were at the gate at eight seventeen, and on the plane at what time? Eight thirty. I'm sitting on the plane. <laughs> And I was so glad when that plane took off. So then I uh, I canceled the American flight. Yep. And then I was still getting alerts for it like later in the day, and it it missed its connection. I would have like, been in Dallas overnight. Wow. So I was like, oh wow! So I was very happy yeah. to get home and land on time. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Disney Cruise Line will say don't book a don't book a flight before noon. And usually, as a travel agent, I I tend to say like before eleven is is probably you know maybe a little uh, a little close. But you had a nine what nine oh six flight. Nine oh six, 
<laughs> and, and we always do private transportation, so yeah. I'm comfortable with a 10. Sure. I prefer a 10.30 flight. 10.30 yeah. flight is, you know, you, you don't have to rush, you don't have to stress kind right. of deal. Well, the private transportation and the, the TSA pre-check, you know, those alone save you probably an hour minimum, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me, so we have TSA pre-check. It's worth the money just if you're flying to Orlando a couple times a year because the security lines flying out of Orlando are always crazy. Oh yeah, and it's and having clear on top of it, yeah, is awesome. Because even like the TSA pre-check looks like it had a five ten minute line. Also, clear has a a separate entrance than the TSA pre-check. So when you go to clear, you go through clear, and they take you you in front of everybody in the TSA pre-check line directly to the TSA officers there. They show them your tickets and they go directly to the metal detector. Oh, okay. So you, you just merge right in with whoever's like doing their TSA pre-check TSA guy at that time. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. So thanks for, for sharing your, your first experience with, uh, on the wish with us is your next one uh november your thanksgiving cruise that's on the wish right yes it is it's okay. the four night itinerary so i'm hoping it just stays a four night itinerary and <laughs> we get on monday yeah. get off on friday that's the plan yeah i mean november you should hopefully be clear of hurricanes by then um but the whole family's going with you this time right correct yeah yeah so i'll be i'll be uh anxious to hear about your your experience once the whole family's with you once it's kind of a, a normal cruise experience uh, but I did want to hear about just sort of the the hurricane protocols and kind of what you know what you experienced during the you know this weird weird uh, weird itinerary. So thanks for for sharing all that with us. No problem. And I did learn my lesson. If there's a hurricane in the area, I will not be going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm not that kind of traveler. I'm not. My wife's very easy going. Like if we miss this flight, we'll get to the next one. I'm like we miss a flight, I'm upset. Kind yeah, of deal, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So, and but it, we had gone to Disney World or on a cruise in September at least ten times since like 1995, and we've always avoided everything. So I guess it was bound to happen at one you're time. You're due. Yeah, yeah, you're due. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. Thanks for uh, for for having this chat, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me on again. It was fun. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <music>